Thank you for visiting 32 Kings Road, hosted by the League Ambassadors. I'm Ambassador Kenny Ken Ken, and it is my pleasure to be here today with my brothers. Yes, sir. This is episode 16 of our 32 Kings Road vodcast. And on today's show, we've got a Hollywood skinny back in the house. Mm. Back. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood skin. Uh, so we're going to uh, talk about some Philadelphia Eagles history. We're also going to cover some hot topics within the NFL. Uh, nominate a new winner of the Brexit Boot Bag Award. Uh, announced, He's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> announced two members, or the two newest members of our bad name ballers, uh, NFL squad, do some uh, fantasy recommendations, some game picks. Let's get the show started. Kev, what you sipping on, brother? What's up, fellas? Skinny. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, brother. Um, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, um, you're looking a little tired. Good to see you. See you too, man. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I am I'm sipping on the, the phenomenon that is um, former players speaking up about the current state of their their old team, uh, specifically Ray Lewis and Eric Dickerson, who you know, kind of made some headlines the last couple weeks criticizing <laughs> their teams. Uh, me personally, I think it's a distraction, but also don't think it should warrant you being banned from the premises. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Foreshadow. <laughs> Skinny, what you sipping on, brother? Um, well, it's good to see everybody. Uh, well, most everybody. <laughs> um, some of y'all I give a fuck about, but um. I am sipping on the fact that the NFL has finally decided to uh, hire full-time refs uh, for the upcoming season. Oh, wow. That's, that's the good news. Time. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is they're only, doing, they're only hiring 17. Oh. So we'll have one full-time official for one game each week next season. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a start. You got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. Rome was not built in a day. <laughs> <laughs> so says the NFL. Red O, what you sipping on, baby? <clears throat> I am sipping on job certainty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's not what y'all think. <laughs> so <laughs> I promise you it's not what you think. <laughs> I'm going to come out of left field on y'all. You going to so, talk about Lovey again? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so UCLA defensive end Eddie Vanderdose decided to forego his last year of eligibility and go pro. Now, UCLA, defensive end. The man has, he's going, he's, he's, he's foregoing, he only had 1.5 sacks this year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, I'm not coming back. You can only do that if you know you have a job. Mm-hmm. And when you count the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, who have all the UCLA Bruins of the last five years on their team. <laughs> True story. So, Minnesota has Anthony Barr, Jeff Locke, Kendrick, Jeff Baca. They, I, don't, I don't remember if the kicker got hurt or they just cut the kicker, but they signed Kai Forbath, who's the UCLA. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know Green Bay has at least three UCLA players on it. They had four, but the running back got hurt and he had to retire. Like, he was like, nah, I'm good. I got a job. That's the equivalent of the dude shooting before the game and says, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> it was weird to me because I'm like, he had one sack this year. And he's like, no, I don't need to come back. <laughs> I got somebody. You know why? Because <laughs> Minnesota's picking me up. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe he's going to be in the CFL. 
Maybe he thought. Nah, he's a first round pick. <laughs> Promise you. With one sack? Yep. You want to take a bet on that? Yep. Because he was getting double teamed the whole time. They know how talented he is. That kid can play. The problem is uh, somebody else who knew he wasn't going to have a job would have came back for their senior year just to get better. Mm. Les, what you sipping on, baby? Add to that, I don't know. There might be somebody coming up behind him that's going to take his spot anyway. <laughs> nah, he's good. I don't know. Um, I'm sipping on Gronk. Out eight weeks. <clears throat> does that does that change the AFC? Does that give Baltimore a chance to get to the AFC well, well, uh, actually, championship game? <laughs> actually, about 20 minutes ago, the Pats just came out and said he's going to miss the whole, whole season. season. Yeah, So he's most he's likely missed the whole season. Brady's got a hurt knee, too, as well, right? Right. He does have a hurt knee. So does that open the AFC up? Tom Brady doesn't yeah. eat strawberries. He's going to be okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's see the Ravens get past the Dolphins this week first. Oh. Yeah, I definitely think it opens up the it definitely opens up the AFC. Um it definitely opens up the AFC. <laughs> 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 All right, 21 and 6. Uh See, I don't know to blame Seattle or Tampa Bay last week for <laughs> fucking up the money. I don't know which they one, sure but they did fuck up the money. Jesus. Um we got we got three for you this week. This is weather week. Uh, we got about five or six different games where weather is going to play a factor. And usually when that happens, the under is a pretty good thing. So the two games that I like for for you to tease up seven points, the game totals, and take the under, Seattle, Carolina. Uh, Seattle's getting all of their defensive players back to health. That's a pissed off team because they definitely got their ass whooped <laughs> by Tampa Bay. Um, and so tease that. I think the line is 45. Tease it up to 52. Take the under. Uh, the second game is going to be uh, the game Omar is most looking forward to, uh, the Chicago Bears and the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Matt there's, Barkley now. There's definitely going to be some fight. snow. Uh, Matt Barkley is from California. Uh, San Francisco is in California. There's going to be snow, two bad offenses, halfway decent defenses. Tease that line up to 51 and take the under. And then finally, uh, Cincinnati is is only favored to beat Philadelphia by one at home. Uh, tease that line up seven for them to lose. Uh, I don't think Philadelphia is going to win. And if they do win, they're definitely not going to beat them by more than six. So that's the under Seattle, Carolina, seven points, 52. That's the under under San Francisco, Chicago. Take the under with that to 51. And then Cincinnati, Philadelphia, tease that game line up seven points and have them to lose to Philadelphia by six. Put $100 down and thank the league ambassadors. Is Tennessee the the happiest team in the world to be on a bye? Because they made, Cle- Matt, they made Cle- Matt Barkley look like he was the best quarterback in the league. Cleveland still going to catch an L this week on the bye. <laughs> <laughs> they going 0-17. Devin, what you sipping on, brother? Radix, Malorum, Este, Cupiditas. Uh, no, no Nintendo, no Nintendo. What the fuck did you just say? Translation: There was at, none. At the root of evil is greed. Oh, we talking about the president? No, mm. I'm referring to the greed of the NFL. Unless we still yeah. talking about the president? Some white guy that we don't like. <laughs> so, in fairness, some of the league's decisions born of greed have uh, been good, like the Red Zone Channel. Um, but what I'm <laughs> sipping on. <laughs> Is the report by uh, Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio that the NFL is considering curtailing its Thursday night football um, schedule when the broadcast deals expire next year in 2017? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in 2012, the league went from eight games to 15 games. It used to be a novelty. 
used to be special to be on a primetime game on a different day of the week. Now it's routine. So it seems like every week uh, the, the primetime game, is it feels like the Jags versus the Titans, which is hilarious. And them, them shitty-ass uniforms. <laughs> right, the shitty sides. uniforms. But check this out. That matchup has been on Thursday Night Football for the last three seasons. Yep. <laughs> yes. So all the games have been pretty much routes. The average margin of victory this season has been two touchdowns. Only twice has the Vegas underdog won outright on Thursday night. But on Sundays, that, that goes up to like 39%. So what you're saying is they fucking up the money? It could be going that way. <laughs> so the ratings are down. Um, the games are, it, it's, it feels dejected. Like they bounce from three different networks. Um, you got NBC, NFL Network, and CBS. Mm-hmm. Three different graphics packages. So it looks different each week. You got multiple announcing uh, pairs. So, for instance, NBC just this season, has three different duos. You have Al Michaels and Collinsworth. You also have Tariko and Collinsworth. And then later in the year, they're going to have um, uh, Tariko and Doug Flutie. Now, these are on Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sunday games. So I believe that it's an oversaturation, that the primetime games have been diminished, the product is, is poor, this allows for slippage in the play, the ratings are obviously down, and it completely throws player safety out the window, which they've been harping on forever. It used to mean something to play on Monday night, and even later, like Sunday night, when they got the hot games. Now everyone gets a primetime game, and it used to be earned. So my question to you guys, mentioning all of that, what do you guys think the future of the Thursday night game is? Well, one is chess. I think they know that the bargaining agreement is coming up, and I guarantee you that is in the NFLPA's top five is they don't want that to happen anymore where every week there's a Thursday night game. I can understand. It's it's special if it's four or five times a year. Yeah. It's no longer special if it's every game, every week, and then there's players who played on Sunday. There's no way in the world you should play on Sunday and then you play on Thursday. It should not happen. And you can't do that if there's a game every every week. And they and I think they're playing chess. They know it's coming up and they're going to streamline it because it's the only they don't I don't think they're going to get rid of it because there's money. They they don't get rid of money, but they'll streamline it. I think it's I mean I, I, I think it's an interesting point uh to talk about the fact that this definitely is going to be a point of negotiation. Um and so they're kind of getting ahead of that, but Mark Cuban 2 years yeah, ago 2014. He said, you know, pigs get fat, turn into hogs and hogs get slaughtered. And you know, when you're greedy, as the NFL was has been, which you, you you started off talking about, I think they realize that, and 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 I think that they're trying to pull back to keep the farm analogy going. Though the question is, has the horse already left the barn? Meaning, are people already so turned off by the NFL, particularly in America? And I think this is why we exist. We exist because we're trying to make global fans of popular American sport. But here in America where there is already oversaturation, is it a case of too little too late? And and I think I think it remains to be seen, um, but I think that there's a strong argument for that, that it, it may already be too late, that they've realized that they went too far in trying to dominate the market. Right. Like there's a difference between visibility and accessibility. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that they went too hard 
on the visibility front, trying to be, as you said, Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, literally trying to own every day of the week instead of taking advantage of accessibility, which is what they are also doing with, for example, the game tonight. It's on Twitter, you know, and and, and, and exactly having the streaming packages. So, uh, you know, we'll see. My opinion is that they are going to get rid of the Thursday nights with the exception of, I think, starting with Thanksgiving, which helps. Thanksgiving helps out a lot. Well, but that's a, that's a, that's a event though. Yeah. But Thanksgiving and then the Thursday nights going forward, because I think what they'll do is, is then they'll be able to flex matchups. Because a big point of what you're talking about is a lot of these matchups, they are predictable. You know, the betting statistics kind of bear it out. Like, the favorite wins 70% of the time. So, later in the season, you can flex certain matchups, get better matchups, hopefully get better ratings from that standpoint. Can you flex Thursday, though? I mean... If you if you if you if you if you give it an, if you give it a, an, enough notice, yeah, absolutely, you could you could you could do that. But I just I think it's I think it's already too late. I think when in they order to s- do that, you have to do it later in the season, though. Exactly, so, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, to your point, when you were talking about Omar with like basically playing on Sunday and then having a game on Thursday, that's always been my issue with them. Is they, I feel like if you're gonna have a Thursday night game, then you need to be coordinating that with the teams the and their bye weeks. Yep. In regards to what their yes. schedules are going to be, mm-hmm. they've never taken that consideration. They do that with London. You get a bye week. After I mean, the right. thing is, the thing is, this is football. This is the most violent sport on the planet. You can't have these people playing on Monday mm-hmm. and then playing on Thursday. It's just you have to give them time for their brains to actually be like, okay, but we we're care, normal humans we, again. We play about we care about player safety though. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got one, yeah, one right. more question. I'm gonna pass this to Kev. Like. Do you feel the same way about Sunday night and Monday night games that you used to remember growing up now that there's so many days you can watch a primetime game? He was, no. He was ab- four. Absolutely not. <laughs> and you were 37. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to go that. Oh, I'm sorry. But it's I, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I, at the end of the day, I think the NFL's a business, and I think they have a bad product. Out of all the games that have been played on Thursday night, I think only one of them, that was the first game, the opening night game with uh, Carolina and Denver, was a really good game. Anything after that, I didn't think was worth watching. You mentioned the the, uh, the Titans-Jaguars game. I was actually in the airport while that game was on, and people were like, please turn on the election results. Take this <laughs> off the screen. Anytime somebody would rather watch that than, than football, I, I think you have a problem. They've just been lazy across the board. The bye weeks, you're not taking the match like the the matches themselves. Like literally, the Jags play every other Thursday. <laughs> it feels like it, and if they're not, that's why I said every game feels like the Jags Titans. Yeah, it's trash. So yeah. it's Sex is you said about visibility. That's been the only issue or the only concern, I should say, about their Thursday night game. And I think that's an ode to the Jags, who have <laughs> their ownership is like, okay, we are going to go to London. Take us to London. We will play in London. Oh, their owners hustling. So, so yeah. give us some our own day, right? And that's I think that's part of it. <laughs> would, would you? That makes sense to me. Would you think of things differently if it was a better game? That, but because, that's from because, my, yes, because they they tried to make it a um, divisional a divisional rivalry. Mm-hmm. But when you put in the Jags and the Titans on there, it's not a it's good a game. Bit. Now, before the season, when the schedule came out, Dallas versus Minnesota sounded like a good game. But even them now the Looking at the score, My problem the product is, the is not amount, even good. Though, Les. It's like if you have a divisional matchup, 
fine. But if there's like like almost like four or five matchups, but it's every single week, and you're gonna have the the. I mean, look at Monday night's game. I mean, it, that's yeah. that's that falls <laughs> under that too. I mean, the the Colts and the Jets. I mean the health the health issues is number one. Kev didn't even write a preview for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, you I, had I Devin just, like, yo, what? You didn't do your homework. What's going on? I was like, did I you just, see what he wrote? I was a bum fight poster. Because <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I but can't it, take a blurb from a poster. Right, you're right. But it affects everything. It trickles down. Yeah. All right. Before we get into our into the meat of our show, going over some Eagles history and talking about some hot topics, we want to uh, acknowledge this week's uh, winner of the Brexit Boot Bag Award, champion, <laughs> Mr. Jeff Fisher. Kevin, please tell us why is Mr. Jeff Fisher the Brexit Boot Bag Award winner this week? Well, Mr. Eric Dickerson uh, hmm. came. And, and was critical of, of the current state of the Rams organization, and rightfully so. And um, somewhere along the lines, whether it was a text or an email, um, Jeff Fisher and Eric Dickerson were in communication. And then next thing Eric Dickerson knows, he was told he, he, was, he was banned from the premises, so no longer welcome to the, uh, the Rams sidelines. And then after that came out, Mr. Jeff 79 Fisher backtracked <laughs> that conversation to, Move oh, no, on. I I didn't say anything like that. I don't, I don't know where Eric would, would get his lines crossed. And being that you're coaching a terrible team, um, and that, to have this come up, Mr. Jeff Fisher, you are our Brexit bootbag award winner. He sucks. <laughs> He's a champion, man. He's a fucking champion. <laughs> champion. Golf clap for Golf Mr. Clap Jeff, Fisher. Jeff Fisher. He sucks. With the added <laughs> bonus that he didn't even know that Ooh, Danny, Danny Woodcock. <laughs> oh, Danny Woodcock. Oh. Danny Woodhead no longer plays for the hey, New England Patriots. There was there was an alternate um, story saying that one of the reasons why um, what's his name the running back I'm sorry Danny, Danny Woodhead. Woodhead no Amendola the Rams Gurley Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson, Eric Dickerson. <laughs> oh Eric Dickerson you know my brain don't work right so Eric Dickerson is going to be on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> So the the alternate story was the reason why it came up a couple weeks later is because they were t- everybody who's going to be on Celebrity Apprentice was told to get their mentions up because the mm. show is coming up and there's no Trump. Sounds it's like going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow! So they just announced all that. So then all of a sudden, Eric Dickerson <laughs> is talking about it every day. All of a sudden, it's a problem. Boo. Just saying. So do we trust it's Jeff or do well, we trust all I'm saying is I don't trust neither one of them. Well, all I'm saying is, is Jeff Fisher. He, you he need had all, a jury curl. You need all he the can't help. be trusted. Well, you need all the help and support that you can get. Yeah. Because uh, as Mr. Dickerson so eloquently put it, uh, when you are gone, I will still be Mr. Eric Dickerson Hall of Famer <laughs> for the Los Angeles Rams. That's why I wear this jacket. <laughs> I, look, I got the jacket. Right. So. But he, he also, uh, Fisher backtracked today. The uh, He said, when I was speaking of Danny, I was talking about Amendola. Somebody got to him. He don't play running back. <laughs> he don't play. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> and he don't play. Right. <laughs> right. He's mixing with the other he, three oh, white wide receivers the Patriots have. All he Four. did was, and the worst My part bad. about it My was, bad. the last time they talked to him in the beginning of the week, he was t- he was talking about, yeah, I'm not paying attention to this. I'm game, I'm game planning for the Patriots. If you game planning for the Patriots, you should know Every running back they have. Danny Woodcock is not walking through that door. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so uh, for our history, we, 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 we took a hiatus on the history because we, we focused so much on the NFL International Series. Uh, it was announced this week, though, that uh, the Baltimore Ravens are candidates to be uh, a, a football team that's going to play over in London next year. Um, and so with Can that, I say road trip? Road trip. <clears throat> and so with that in mind, you will hear me go, Kaka, we get over here. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that in mind, um, you know, there are about eight teams that have yet to actually participate in the NFL International Series preview. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, the Baltimore Ravens, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the Cleveland Browns, London, be thankful for that. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Tennessee Titans, Duh. and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Bears. And so what we thought we'd do is <laughs> we'll, about my team, but it's cool. we'll talk about, uh, we'll actually talk about, the Bears actually have been over in London, actually. Have they? Yeah. You're right, because <laughs> the first, wait, you know what, you know how I know you're right? Because oh. the first team, the first game, Bear game I went to in Chicago there were people from Ireland who was like, yeah, we went to the Bear game. Kenyon, Sorry, he told you his mind don't work right. He <laughs> I did, told he you Omar, just told you that like, last block. I warned y'all many times. Omar. So, and he tried to get me to drink Christian Brothers. So uh, so what we figured we'd do is that uh, we take a team uh, for a few shows, mm-hmm. and, and the first team we're going to look at is the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and just do a, a small prompt. And so we figured since Hollywood Skinny's back, <laughs> why not you know talk about... Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, but Wanting. before before I throw it to you, uh, Skinny, uh, you have been a loser in our picks for a, <laughs> quite a long time. Well, for at least I'm three not trusting your math, brother. Three yeah. at least three different occasions for the three last three four. weeks. Yeah, my math's been better four. than yours. Where is the Dallas Cowboys hat? Before I before I give you the floor, I need to see that Dallas Cowboys hat. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it the cowboy one that Omar sent in the chat, or is it? He got a scarf. He got a scarf. The rhinestones on it. It's with, with, and you're not even joking (laughs) at all. With rhinestones. (laughs) He's a rhinestone (laughs) cowboy. (laughs) A black rhinestone cowboy. African. He has a rhinestone. I don't wear hats. Fuck (laughs) y'all. You're a cowboy fan right now, so it's all good. He looks tender. <laughs> Skinny, give us, in your opinion, uh, the why top. did I come back to the show? <laughs> give you my opinion on why I'm here right now. Why I invested in this? Oh, Look at this sparkly shit. Pick better. The, can we see the star again? Can we see the star though? We need to see the Put star. The Put the star t- on your shoulder. Put it Let on your left shoulder. Beer. Let me get another beer. Let me get another beer. Give me your, another beer over there. We out of those. Give me your three. Give me your three. I am not fucking with that Christian, bro. Give me your three Philadelphia Eagles. Whispering, skinny. Three Philadelphia Eagles, and why? Um. Yeah. Great to be back. Um. <laughs> Tune in next week when he's singing the Cowboys fight song. <laughs> Tune in next week when he kills everybody, <laughs> except for Mike, because he lives here. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, my three Eagles. Um, this was tough, but I got some vendettas to deal with, so I chose certain <laughs> people for a reason. Wow. Uh, shout out to Brian Dawkins, um, Seth Joyner, mm. and definitely Clyde, uh, Clyde Simmons and Reggie White. Gang ring all day. But, but the, the three I chose, um, number one is <laughs> oh, Donovan. Shit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, number one was who? Actually... Before I get into this, um, Les, Here we go. remember that money I bet you at the beginning of the year? Yes, yes. You yes. can just get that from Omar. 
But he he owes me money too, though. He owes you twice now. <laughs> <laughs> now back to my list. Yeah. <laughs> That was good, Skitty. And what was I? Um, Donovan McNabb. Still bullshit. (laughs) Donovan McNabb is your number one Philadelphia Eagle? I didn't put him in any particular order. Okay. Mm -hmm. Top three. Okay, that makes more sense. Top three. Top three. Everybody just relax. This is his opinion. Donovan McNabb. Only opinion that matters. Kakaw. God damn it. It's only one person. Randall Cunningham, number two. Okay. Daddy. Uh, Yes, sir. Um, Number three is Chuck Bednarok. All right. Bednarik, Bednarik. Bednarik. Tell us about those players. All right, so we're going to go why. start with McNabb. McNabb, Donovan McNabb, I know you don't like him. I know you got your reasons. Uh, he's top in passing yards, completions, touchdowns. Across the board, he is the best quarterback in Eagles history. Okay. 11 years, five NFC, NFC championships, one Super Bowl. Um, was the best quarterback out of that 1999 class, which had uh, Tim Couch, Dante Culpepper, uh, Omar's favorite, motherfucking Cade McNown. <laughs> he put all his hopes in there. UCLA to Chicago? Oh, I'm home. I'm here. We all in. We all in. And he a southpaw. He different. For, he, he's special. For one game. <laughs> Skinny, the misadventures of Cade McNown. I learned what opening the gates was when Cade McNown was a quarterback. <laughs> Didn't know what it was. Didn't, I'd never seen a, 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 a an entire old line literally betray go <laughs> on a quarterback. Yo. It was it was open mutiny. <laughs> Fuck you. Like it was it was nuts. He ain't been the same since that hurricane game. Um but yeah, so Donovan McNabb, best of that group, uh six time Pro Bowler, eleven seasons with the he and this is and I've made this argument before, I'm gonna say it again. Across the board, his stats match up with Jim Kelly, who also does not have a Super Bowl, which means he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. There's only two differences between Jim Kelly and Donovan McNabb. The, uh, the options, the, re- the receivers he was throwing to, and the fact that Jim Kelly was white. Those only two differences. <laughs> or the fact that maybe Jim got to more Super Bowls? Neither one has a Super Bowl. They have the same stats I don't across disag- the board. I don't disagree with that. Donovan He's McNabb in the Hall should- of Very, Very Good. I- Donovan then McNabb. so is Jim Kelly. Yeah, Donovan McNabb should be in, Jim the, Kelly's he is in the Hall, Hall of Fame, Famer. right? Yeah. Exactly. If Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame, Donovan McNabb Different should be era. in the Hall of Fame. I don't disagree with that. I really don't. And 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 you're right. He is the best quarterback of a franchise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> so is Jay Cutler. <laughs> well, you don't mean that, Skinny. I, uh, yeah, I watched a lot. You of You got Eagles. Stella in Starbucks next to you. You don't mean that. He broke every record that the Bears have. Yeah, but that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it. But it doesn't. Okay. He's, okay. The he's, the he's the best quarterback. Peter Tom of Willis. a franchise. No, nah, I wouldn't. Say, I'm, I'm I, going I, Jim I McMahon. Say, I would say Jim McMahon's better. Nah, Stig Lepman was better than Jim McMahon, uh, and and Jay Cutler broke all his records. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My point is no that that is not a reason to 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 put somebody in the It's hall not of fame. the sole reason. It's I'm a but it's a but it's a it's Which it is, is why another I'm reason. I don't agree with that one. Go ahead. I wasn't talking. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Stella and Starbucks. Please continue, Kenyon. Christian bro. No, I'm just saying I I I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's all. I I agree with that actually. Yeah. So. I actually agree with you too. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. As much as a lot of people don't, yeah, because he didn't win, and and 
I don't think Me- his first ballot. What, I well, mean, he's I been think, gone for a long time now. I think this is year six, so I think he's past yeah. that. Yeah. That's not Who even was the hot. last quarterback to go in? Hmm, that's a good question. Oh, Favre. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's got a better record against Favre. That's the thing. He's got a winning record against Favre. Skin, skinny, I'm surprised. I thought this was going to be like a, a tribute to your real father. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kevin, um, we got seven more minutes left in this segment, bro. So don't you worry about a little thing. Um, moving on to the other Negro. Yes. Yes, it is. It is uh, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham was the first dual threat quarterback, legitimately. 1990, almost 3,500 yards, and... Rushing for 900 yards, over 900 yards. Uh, second most by a quarterback in NFL history. Um, 30 touchdowns in the air, five on the ground. Uh, career passing rating of 81, something like that. Uh, two-time MVP, three-time Bobby Bell uh, award winner. Michael Vick, Colin Kaepernick. Those are just little babies that want to be Randall with that invincible flat top. Please That's don't all they're put working Michael towards. Vick in the same category as Randall Cunningham. Don't I got to. That. No, you don't. I got to. No, you don't. He yes. sucked. Is the is the is the the death of Jerome Brown the reason why that squad, that era didn't win a Super Bowl? Um, that's part of it. Or is it Chris Carter's cocaine habit? Nah, I, I would say it was Randall's ego. <laughs> he was going skiing way before we yeah, even got Randall's ego and the death, I think, a combination. Randall was feeling himself. I mean he was dating Whitney Houston. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Who was you know? your third player? <laughs> Somebody that's not black. <laughs> <laughs> I really was serious. Uh, Chuck Bednarik. And what position did he play? Chuck was a two-way player. He played center on offense, linebacker on defense. Um, my man's my man is dope because he's got two nicknames. He's got the sixty-minute man. The ladies love that one. <laughs> and he got, his, he got his rap name, Concrete Charlie. Because he used to sell bricks in the off season. Oh, wow. So they were like Concrete Charlie because he's as hard as the concrete he sells. My man was selling bricks. Oh, he was Whoa! serious. <laughs> he was talking about street bricks. And he just no. called another man. Listen, uh, listen. I, not those bricks. Not the Chris Carter oh, bricks. I, hey, and I not that hard. <laughs> Yo, I thought I was like, wait a second, is that type of episode? (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood, and uh, he's back. (laughs) With all that being said, um, and also, I mean, he had literally the second, I think, greatest hit of all time. That literally almost murdered Frank Gifford. Yeah, Um, literally. So you wait a minute. So Reggie White, like, really? How Reggie White not on there? Really? Reggie White to me is one of the top three defensive players of all time. Yeah. We listening, Skinny. <laughs> I was sipping my beer. <laughs> we listening. Uh, Reggie White, uh, 39 sacks in over a two-year span. I, biggest free agent in history. Yeah, I know that. But people remember him more with Green Bay now. Do they? Yes. Yeah. He really? won the Super Bowl with them. I do. I remember. Man. Not saying I he just remember Reggie White. White. I remember Reggie White. <laughs> the thing was, ideally, honestly, what I wanted to do was just like pick cats that were just Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. But if I did that, so what about no Harold Carmichael? I got yeah. one for you. Harold's dope. He so, doesn't. Ma- none of his stats match up though. Can I ask you a question now? Because, because, go ahead. 
So if you had a player who had the NFL record for points in a single decade, you didn't even mention him. Who are you talking about? Mr. Aker? David David Akers. I'm still mad at him about that Green Bay game oh, in the wild card. So. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he said vendettas. He did. He did. He, he did say. Yeah, this he is personal. This so. is personal. This most, is points in, most points in Pro Bowl history. Most points in the season. No touchdowns. Like, the man is an eagle for a decade. Yeah, I know. All and right. then he missed two field goals against Aaron Rodgers. All right. We're supposed <laughs> to win that game. Wow. And Donovan threw up. Donovan was throwing sliders. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest gripe with And Donovan. he should be in the Hall of Fame Your biggest gripe on his list is Donovan? No, I mean with Donovan Oh, oh, oh My oh. biggest gripe with Donovan like, Accuracy? Accuracy yeah. But, I mean, his, it's weird because his numbers It was random It was random head-scratching inaccuracy But, but too. that's a lot to do with the system Where Andy Reid is a lot of West Coast short passes But his intermediate passes, I swear it was sliders He threw like Five ball, ground balls every every game, and not to not to not to beat a dead horse with the McNabb thing also, but like honestly, he didn't play with great receivers. Played with nobody. He you remember two Ter- receivers: he played, he played Terrell, with, Owens Terrell Owens and Freddie Mitchell. Todd Pinkslip. Freddie. You Mitchell. only remember Freddie Mitchell because he was the one branding himself. Yeah, fat ass Freddie. <laughs> every time he caught a pass, we which was fourteen ass, for the season. Ass, bro. We, we also went to school with his brother. <laughs> What is it with that coach and not wanting good receivers? Because he did the same thing as soon as he got to another team. He was like, nah, I don't need good receivers. Let me bring my old receiver. <laughs> well, they, didn't, they didn't have any when he got there, though. You, you're not but counting Dwayne Bow as a good oh, receiver, are you? That one this year in fantasy. Point. Oh, that, that one year, yeah, like after that. 15 touchdowns. 2010. But you couldn't go after anybody. You couldn't draft anybody. It's not what he does. Yeah, I just... Yeah, he he def- he should be in the Hall of Fame. It's only been so he's only been out for six years. Yeah, which means he's only been eligible for one. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe, he so won't maybe be a first ballot. Yeah. Well, yeah. But Terrell wasn't the first. Maybe ballot. he still he gets in. First right. Wouldn't well, that be the something if they, had to get in. if they get in at the same would time? Would they get in at the same? What if they got in at the same time? Donovan and Terrell. That's because Terrell's it's definitely going to get in next year. Yeah. Who, who's Terrell going in as? What team? Whichever team. Is Probably the Niners. Not Cowboys or Niners. One of them. He'll go in as the Niners. They gave him a shot. He should go in as a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, before we uh, before we get into NFL hot topics, we want to uh, announce two new members, our two newest members of the NFL all-time bad name ballers. Uh, first up, we have Mr. DeBrickashaw <laughs> Ferguson. Uh, DeBrickashaw was a 10-year veteran. He actually retired kind of early mm-hmm. uh, from the New York Jets. Uh, he was out of Virginia. Um, he was a, a stalwart left tackle. Is he a Hall of Famer, by the way? Is it DeBrickashaw? <laughs> he should, he's a Hall of Famer for his name. DeBrickashaw. <laughs> DeBrickashaw. Somebody name him that shit. And we it's spelled exactly as it sounds. And it, and, right, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's an apostrophe somewhere, yes. right? There's right after that D. Right after the D. <laughs> and so we know that he played left tackle for the New York Jets, but for but for our team, he's going to be our kicker. <laughs> Won't he? The brick is the kicker, and then uh, he's going to be receiving uh, snaps from our guard slash long snapper, uh, and who knows. Who, oh, Jonathan Martin's who, best friend. Who can? Yep. Who can? Who can? Who? I mean, like usually, like you don't, you know. There's one long snapper who we we know about now because of some tragedy that happens, and most of the time you don't know who a long snapper is. And so we felt that it was fitting to make Mister Richie Incognito 
Ooh. as our low snapper. Okay. <laughs> <And so>. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Richie Incognito, also mm. tenure very, veteran. Very fitting. Very fitting, right? In it a is, couple of ways. It is real yes. fitting. He's, uh, he, <laughs> he's uh, a Buffalo Bills member <laughs> now, uh, formerly of the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Uh, he's no longer Facebook friends with Jonathan Martin, and uh, he's also he got he broke into the league in the second round uh, with the St. Louis Rams mm. out of Nebraska. He does play on the offensive line. I think he does actually play the position yeah. of guard. Yeah. Uh, but for us, he is the long snapper. So we've got Richie Incognito, and I think his parents, I think his real name is actually Rich and Rick. But they knew that the last name was messed up, <laughs> and so they named him Richie, which, I, you know, you got to give his parents props for that, because otherwise his name would be Dick, Dick and Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't want to do that to him. Oh, so That wouldn't have worked with him and uh, Mr. Martin. At all. At all. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> so we've got, our, we've got our long snapper and our kicker, Mr. Richie Incognito. Uh, and he's snapping the ball to DeBricka Shaw Ferguson. Those are our two newest members of our NFL bad name ballers. <laughs> you usually get in trouble if there's an apostrophe in your name. <laughs> like, there's, there's like, okay, there's nothing that can go right with that. <laughs> All right, hot topics. Uh, the first one, uh, and we kind of teased it last week, but these Miami Dolphins, who our Baltimore boys are very interested in, uh, because that's their opponent this upcoming Sunday. But they've won six games mm-hmm. in a row. Kevin, Les, how? Why? Is it real? Which one? Anyone. Tannehill stopped throwing interceptions. Thank you. <laughs> he figured out what color jerseys his team was wearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> they dropped the dead weight of Arian Foster, gave Ajahi the ball. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's the... And their defense got a little better. Turnovers, turnovers. Vance yeah. Joseph, yeah. yeah. That's a name that's a name I want to put out there for, for future head coaches. Mr. Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator. Uh, over this winning streak, they have this allowed the sixth fewest points in football. So mm-hmm. the defense has, has really turned around. They got a very but great receiving core. The and defense all young. turns around because Mr. Adam Gase has done his quarterback whisperer job and got in Tannehill's ear. Yeah. And it, once the turnover stop, your defense gets to rest. I don't care what you wh- wh- where you're at, if your defense is always on the field because of turnovers, yeah. there's a point where they just they, they wear out. Omar. And that's the, yeah, that's, okay. the, that's, the, that's the why, and that's, le- that's legitimate. But the how is because during that six-game win streak, they haven't beaten anybody. Thank you. Right. Exactly. And, and I'm not saying that because we played them this week. You seven and four. Any any team, you don't apologize for wins. But let me go down who they oh, beat. Kevin's reading my mind. That's why I have my hand raised. Go for it, brother. They, <laughs> Sound like a Raven fan who is playing them next week. This nope. week. Listen, but after real. listen after you after you we go through this, you might feel different about them. They their first win they beat an injured Big Ben against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Then they beat Buffalo by three. At home. They mm-hmm. beat the Jets by four. At home. Beat San Diego by seven. Oh, I know about that one, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> they they beat uh, Jeff Fisher's Rams by four, and then they beat Colin Kaepernick and the, the 49ers by seven. So those teams that they've beaten have a combined total current record of 25 and 41. So, so it's a mirage? It's, no, you, you you beat the teams in no, front of you, but that you beat the teams in front of you. But I I think that that also matters when you talk about if they're legit, if they can make a playoff push, because the four teams that they lost to Seattle, New England, Cincinnati, Tennessee, 
well, Cincinnati excluded, are all playoff contenders, or at least Cincinnati was at the time. So I, I'll give him credit. Tannehill has, has performed. They've protected him. Jay exactly. Ajahi has forced Arian Foster to believe in another God. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do think they, they've played well given their circumstances, but mm-hmm. I don't think they've played anybody. Who are the Ravens played? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, I'm coming back to that. Shots no, fired. no, no. Well, <laughs> we all need pal, collective. Pal. Got him. Black nope. on black crime. Jesus. Oh, well, okay. Listen, that's, that's, those no, bullets. that's no. That's that's no indictment on on the Ravens. That who 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 the who the Dolphins have played up to this point has nothing to do with the Ravens. It does because y'all play this week, right? It has nothing to do with that. Well, it has we something to do with If you look at Sunday. the splits against their wins and losses, in their losses. Uh, Tannehill threw five interceptions. Mm-hmm. In their wins, he's only thrown two, three. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And uh, the uh, in the last in the six win streak, he's only thrown two. Uh, all right, name the defenses on those six teams that they just beat. They're all trash. Absolute trash. Y'all was <laughs> y'all were the best defense in the league before the Cowboys beat y'all. We um, still lost. Well, I mean, still I know are. that's my point. So you're talking about what other teams are doing. This is the NFL. Right. They won. We'll, Y'all were supposed we to win that. against we'll, the we'll Cowboys. The other point. We'll get we'll get to the game preview in a minute. That's that's, that's no no no. That's, that, coming that, up. that's 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 apt for what we're talking about because you're talking about who the Dolphins won, who who the Dolphins beat. Yeah. And, well, I'll I'll say this also. They only need uh, looking at their schedule. They only need two more wins, I think, to get in the playoffs because they're basically going to be competing with the third team in that AFC West, whether it's the Broncos or the Chiefs. Um, and Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, actually, all of them, they're going to be playing each other. So there's some losses in there. Miami has two winnable games against the Jets and against the Bills, two teams that they've already beat. And I think if they can get to nine wins, because they will be in second place in their division, I think they'll actually make the playoffs. So uh, we'll see about Miami. The second uh, topic I want to put out there, and I'll start with you, uh, Skinny, is the MVP. Um, So, you know, we're getting close to crunch time here in the NFL season, and we've got an interesting scenario that I think is getting ready to unfold itself. Um, And it's typically seen like in the Academy Award voting um, or any sort of like entertainment award voting where there's a little bit of a split vote that I think could happen here. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they have two legitimate MVP candidates, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, But what could happen is there could be a split vote and then that allows the opportunity for the third rail candidate. In this case, is it Matt Ryan? Is it Matthew Stafford? Is it Tom Brady? Who is it that could emerge? Is it David Carr? I was about yeah. to say. How you, yeah. well, did you, did you throw the skinny like, because he has the uh, scarf on? And Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> and score check. The fuck are you bringing up the fucking scarf for? What, what are you talking about? So who, who, who in your mind is, that, is, the, is the most legitimate third rail uh, MVP candidate right now? I wouldn't say third. Um, yeah. The guy I got leading the charge is David Les's Carr. favorite quarterback. David right now. I 100% the agree. And... and you said what? I 100% agree. And the thing was, before last week, mm-hmm. maybe he's the third. But in that game, he starts out that way, bust up his pinky, come back <laughs> out spots. with that return of the Jedi glove on, <laughs> on some Luke Skywalker, and then comes back and gets the uh, the victory. thought it was Michael Jack. It, it ain't had no sparkles. It didn't have wow. the shimmy. 
Okay. You got you got all the shimmy, Jack. Yeah, you got all <laughs> the spots around your neck. Okay. The Enjoy thing, your Christian brothers. <laughs> the thing about David Carr, I mean, that's fine. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, necess- I wouldn't necessarily pivot to last week's game as an example. Carolina has an atrocious secondary. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I definitely think I definitely think he's up for consideration. Definitely. Um, but is, to it, your original point, the yeah. reason why. Um, like I don't think Dak Prescott deserves to be MVP because of Elliott, and that's the point. Is it splits because it's really both of them. But Dak Prescott is a rookie who's running, all, who whose job is easier because he has the best running back in the league. And is it behind the best oh, O line in the right. league? That's what I'm so when you talk about MVP, they had the best O line last year, and they went, they lost eleven. I, games. I get that, but they didn't who's have, their running back? They didn't have Zeke. Zeke is mm-hmm. out there killing it, and Dak Prescott, who you know, I'm a fan. I just think his job is easier because of what they have in front of him. But when you take David Carr, and it's not the same situation. He doesn't have a Zeke. He doesn't have a O-line. Are you you saying Dak's not going to get enough MVP MVP votes to even matter? No, I would, I would no, say I Ezekiel is going to be the one to get the majority of the votes out of those two. I can see Dak ended up being like... A team MVP. Well, right right now there was a poll, and in order from fifth to first, they have Dak, Zeke, Brady, Ryan, and Carr mm-hmm. from fifth to first. I agree with you, Skinny, and I think the w- the way you look at this is with Carr, that defense is absolutely awful. <coughs> they, they're tied for the least amount of sacks in the league. Talking about the Raiders? The Raiders, yeah, and Mac has nine with the with the Browns, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's balled out, and they have the opportunity to be a number one seed in an, in a conference that's been dominated by two to three teams for the last sixteen years. Uh-huh. So they can get that number one seed over a team that has potentially um, uh, three big components on offense that allows them to be successful. Uh-huh. I think he gets that. I mean. Uh, their yeah. offensive line, uh, I was, the Raiders, I was, I was going to say, is, is probably yeah. probably it's one or second, two. It's the second yeah. best offensive but line. Absolutely no to, running game right no now. No running game. No running game. Except for that anomaly when we played Denver. Kevin, what were you going to say? Yeah. Now I was going to say, I, my conventional thought would be Derek Carr, despite Les's constant <laughs> treacheries towards me. <laughs> my team. I would, I would, I would love, in all honesty, I would love to see Derek Carr win MVP, but. My thought is, and my hope is that they take this in a complete different direction and issue a co 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 MVP <laughs> and, give, and give it to Mr. Tyrone Smith, Ronald Leary, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Cowboys and Doug Free. Who is that the Cowboys line? offensive line? Yeah, oh yeah. all up. Give all of them the MVP. Yeah. No. No. You can tell us the score though. Seventeen nine. Who? Cowboys. Cowboys. Um, okay, finally, uh, and I and I, I I want us to touch on this because I think it's a I think it's a, a super important issue that's happening right now, and it's mm. very rare that you see NFL players really stand up for themselves. But in the, in the case of Mr. Lane Johnson, and I'm sure Skinny, you have you know some keen insight on this, but um, he's you know in the midst of serving a 10 game suspension uh, right now for performance enhancing drugs. Uh, Mr. Johnson is actually fouled. A grievance not only against the NFL but also the NFL Players Association. Mm-hmm. Um, he's filed unfair labor practices um, and then a separate complaint specifically against the NFLPA, basically alleging that there are side deals happening between the two groups and that there is a lack of transparency in terms of the performance enhancing substance policies 
uh, and, and the way that they kind of adjudicate the matter. Specifically, um, according to their policy, number one, uh, the, the, the arbitrators, it's supposed to be a group of three to five arbitrators. In his case, there were only two arbitrators. One of the arbitrators works for a law firm, William Hale, that has had a pre-existing relationship with the league. In fact, William Hale was the law firm that the league consulted during the Ray Rice investigation. Mm. That information was not given to Mr. Lane Johnson. Secondly, uh, according to the performance enhancement policy, uh, he is supposed to have access to his medical records as far as the testing that took place when they collected his sample. Okay, When he went to the independent medical examiner to get that, they said, oh, you need to go to the league. He went to the league. The league said it's confidential. His own test results mm. were confidential and privileged, so he couldn't have access to it. Okay, Went to the arbitrator. The arbitrator ruled that they needed to turn over those results to him. They still haven't turned over the results to him. Okay, Then you go further on. According to this policy that has been collectively bargained, the, 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 the performance enhancement policy, uh, a certified forensic toxicologist is supposed to be the one that collects the results. Instead, in his instance, it was a lab director. And so for Lane Johnson, he's, like I said, filed a complaint not only against the NFL, but also the NFLPA. And... They already tried to go through the appeals process, and the appeal was shot down, So, which is why he's serving the suspension. But for him, it's a matter of not only principle, but also he's suing the league to get his money, to get his salary back. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, the, and the thing that's and – this, and this goes back to our earlier conversation about, you know, the, the, the hog is getting fat. And yes. is the NFL in trouble? You have consistent inconsistencies with how they execute punishments to players, whether it's along domestic violence. Here we see performance enhancement. Mm-hmm. You have the case of Chantrell Henderson, who the dude has Crohn's oh. disease. He can't take the normal meds that he needs to take because yeah. that violates, the the, that's on the list. It violates the performance enhancement policy. Mm-hmm. So he has to take medical marijuana, which is legal, but this is the reason why he's suspended for 10 games. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not only that, there is an app that players can use yep. to see what substances are banned. The substance that they popped Lane Johnson for was on the app list as being okay. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, it's 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 bananas. It's it's bananas. What's happening? And I don't understand. And 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 kudos, good on Lane Johnson for standing up. But what do the players have to do to get this right? Because I think that this goes there's, right to the credibility of the NFL. There's one thing and one thing only, <laughs> and that's the bargaining agreement. Yeah. You can't give the commissioner godlike powers to do as he sees fit. And they gave him God powers to do as he sees fit. Now, in the case of Lane Johnson, it's weird because his team has circled the wagons. The players' association has circled the wagons against him. 
The team released a statement saying, we are all working under a clearly defined set of rules and regulations set forth by the NFL in the collective bargain agreement with the NFLPA. Moving forward, he has no choice but to hold himself accountable to Jeffrey Lurie, Coach Peterson, his teammates, and the fans. Because that was a big fuck you to him. Right, because he's fucking up the money. Yeah. That's right. why they're saying that. I they're, get it. It's the they organization. They the wagons against him. Right. But the, it, this it, whole thing was botched. We heard about this test, second game in preseason. Yep. He didn't get suspended. And after the pending appeal, it, th- it didn't get executed until week five. Week four, yep. So, and then... It's you talk about delays on and on. Like I, I, this happened before Sam Bradford got traded. Yeah, yeah. Like weeks before, and it was delays and things that shouldn't have been happening, and things that no one knew and understanding about, like getting calls in the middle of a show and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 my, my 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 only thing about this, and, and I, I think that with all the things that are going on, there's definitely something there with the atrocities that, that are happening behind the scenes. But what they're going to stick to is the fact that he already has been suspended, like in 2014. Atrocities like is such a strong word. <laughs> is it not? I mean, did you hear what he listed? When you say atrocities, I think of Nazis. Right, okay. Well, <laughs> just to that point, okay, okay. just to that point, what, Lane Johnson signed a big contract this year with a lot of guaranteed money. One yep. of the biggest things that was on that contract, you can't get suspended again. Not only did he lose his salary for what's got happening this year, he lost out on thing on ten, twelve million on the signing bonus. He had to renege on because of this because the he checked with the app and it did and it went through and then afterwards it popped up on some uh, uh, on the PED list something like that so that's another reason why he's going against the NFLPA. A lot of people main thing was going on when they did this last agreement was they didn't want 18 games. So from the player standpoint, that was their focal point. So they gave up. Everything else to make sure that they weren't going to play 18 games. The Which only was team, a pimp move because there right. was never going to be 18 games. Right, it was misdirection to, by the NFL. Yes, thank you. What is old boy's name that did the bargaining for the um, Demar Smith? D. Oh my gosh. His name is now D. Yeah, he got work. So he got work. So he took the NFL's D and it went from Demaris <laughs> to D. Now they were praising him. They were yeah. praising him. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Who was praising him? The Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers weren't. <laughs> Jesus. No, the, the NFL was praising Is him. he still? Yes. He yes. Better, he it, better not be. Yes. Mm. He is. He's still the ben, D, huh? Benedict Arnold. <laughs> yes. All right, let's get to uh let's get to some game picks. Uh we started touching up well we'll we'll save we'll actually save the Ravens and the Dolphins for last. Uh first we have the Giants versus the Steelers. Um and not surprisingly, <laughs> Uh, the two Baltimore boys in here, Devin and Kevin, wow. pick the Giants <laughs> Do uh, to Do win. Um, Is it really that far fetched? No. Nope. Well, it's here's the thing: the Giants have only <laughs> won one game by a margin larger than one score, and that was against Cleveland last week. They're going on the road mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, who has the best wide receiver <laughs> in the league, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, long, as long as he can cover ODB. Odell. <laughs> yeah, well, but the, you know what? So here's the thing, right? We've been talking all year in our fantasy picks and everything. You know, we've been on the OD bandwagon. And he's produced. He ha- Especially late, lately, he's produced. But my point is the Giants haven't scored points. The points haven't been that they offense. They will this week. That yeah, offense. will be there Sunday. That <laughs> offense. Who's that their o- running back? That off- it doesn't exactly. matter. They're not going to use them. That offense has have been you got, stagnant. Have you guys not watched the Steelers <laughs> – Defensive secondary. Did you, we talked about Tozine last week getting Matt Flynn money. 
Yeah, but the thing is, is again, they like the giant. There's, I think it's less about the Steelers, and there's something amiss with the with the Giants. The, the fact they're winning, the granted, seven and they're, they're eight and three. Wait, hold they're on, hold winning, on, but they're not scoring on, points. Kenyon. You act like Kenyon. it's gonna be a shutout. Kenyon. Huh? I kind of feel like it's a personal attack against porn stash. Like you need to <laughs> Nah. If you can rock that all Can you elaborate you. on who exactly porn stash is though? Bob. You haven't been here. We've been talking about porn stash on here. Mr. Bob McAdoo. I know McAdoo. who he is. Mr. Bob McAdoo. I'm just saying they're averaging eighteen they're averaging eighteen points a game with ODB. <laughs> Uh, Sterling Shepard, a guy who that was your fantasy recommendation last week. He zero was catches. Trash. Well, it's Z, it's Eli apologized and said my, my fault for not getting you the ball. Hey, Devin. Yeah. Now that was personal. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying they they're not the tight ends. The tight end production is way down. It's way down. They're, they've yeah. missed Shane Vereen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like I mean we say and I understand Pittsburgh's defense is garbage, but. Something I think something's no, I, amiss with the Giants and and their inability to put up points on the board. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the the Giants flat out the Giants cannot run the ball. They're the second worst rushing attack in the league. They have a dynamic a dynamic passing game with Eli those three receivers, um, but the Steelers can't stop anyone. And for me, I picked the Giants because yes, I do want them to win. But <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest. But. I'll be honest. I think in a, in a shootout game in Pittsburgh, I think. The Steelers do have the edge because they have uh, some type of running game compared to to uh, to, to, to New York. So some type I think of game. I think yeah, the Steelers have an edge. Like, what do you I'm mean some up. type of running game? Le'Veon. Relative relative to the Giants, anybody we, has a running game relative to the Giants. So I, I think they have the edge, but yeah, I picked the Giants. Fuck yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. <laughs> all right, so the Giants and Black Friday, Giants baby. can't run, so they're gonna pass all day, right? All day. Steelers can't rush the passer. James Harrison is their best pass rusher. He <laughs> plays 30 plays a game. And he's older than me. Joe said they don't have a front or a back. <laughs> <laughs> did he really have to say that last part? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes. I think he yeah, about to say I think he did. <laughs> the second game is uh, Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off an yeah. overtime thriller with the Denver Broncos, uh, going against the Atlanta Falcons. This game is in Atlanta. Um, this is going to be uh, the pass rush of the Chiefs going against the stout O-line um, of the Atlanta Falcons, plus the explosive passing game, the explosive offense period of the Atlanta Falcons. We've got Devin and Omar who picked the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The rest of the ambassadors picked uh, the Falcons. I, Omar. I went back and forth all day with this that one. Was a tough one um, and then when I realized the, the uh, Falcons are missing two important defensive players, yep. not just one. Two, and I feel like I feel like Andy Reid has a special. Every now and then, Andy Reid has his special weeks. That was last. I think that was last week. I'm not giving it to Andy Reid, but I agree. I mean, True Font and, and, and Houston um, is back, and Houston made a difference. Who True Font need to cover anyway? Houston makes Thank Houston you. makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I Thank think you. he I think. is a disruptor. <laughs> yeah. And then you you couple that with Atlanta missing two 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 of their big players. I just I feel like the Chiefs will will disrupt them offensively. It's, it's another something has to give game. Atlanta leads the league in scoring, scoring over thirty two points. Yep. The Chiefs don't give up twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. The Falcons give up the fourth most cheeks in the league. Mm-hmm. Something has to give. Yeah, I don't trust Alex Smith. Uh, they scored 30 points last week. They needed a special teams touchdown. They needed a defensive touchdown. And they needed five quarters to but get But that's how points. they win. Yeah. You can't, guarantee, you can't count on that every week, though. You sure can't. And you're yeah. on the sure road. Can't. Atlanta, 
Julio Jones had just got off the bye week last week. Julio had a very quiet game. So I talking about Andy Reid, he's going to think Marcus Peters is going to be enough to follow Julio Jones around, and he'll get torched up for about 125 in that first quarter, and then it's going to be over. <laughs> Atlanta's going to win this game in a blowout. Kansas City puts up 10. This is 35 to 10. That's I think what I'm a good it. I think a good I think a good uh you sound bitter. A good defense, <laughs> a good defense against an aggressive pass rush and a good pass rush like Kansas City is the run game. I look for Devontae Freeman actually to have a, a, a big game in that one. When is Andy Reid going to draft a clock manager? Can you draft one of those? <laughs> oh god. Is Andy Reid going to draft a wide receiver? <laughs> That's cold. All right, uh real quick, Dolphins uh, Ravens, we've talked about it uh, already. Um, I picked the Dolphins. Omar picked the Dolphins. Everyone else, not just the Baltimore Ravens, everyone else picked the Ravens. Um, <laughs> These two right here. This is some bullshit. Um, Baltimore versus all you. Here's what I'll say. Um, Mr. Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, when he was at Michigan State, hired a graduate assistant. Mm-mm. Worked under him, studied under him. What was his name? His name was Mr. Adam Gase. Oh, that was his name. I look for How long Mr. Ago was that? I look for Mr. Adam Gase to know the system, to know the system, and to exploit it accordingly. I look. I honestly, I think they're going to stick with the run game. They're going to stick with it. They get two guys. Brent, Brandon Albert and Laramie Tunsil is back on the offensive line this Good week. Luck. They're going to stick with the run game, and then ultimately, it's going to be those three receivers that make some big plays. Twenty-one seventeen. I'm the, calling the it. The only reason why I, I I put the Ravens down at first because I did change my pick was because uh, what's his name is out. Um, at least I think he's questionable. Who's that? Jimmy? Par- no, Parker. Devontae Parker. Yes, okay. he's gonna play. He yeah. Back but it, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Jarvis Landry. They're, they're and then I looked play. at last week's game and Kenny Stills was the number one receiver last week. Exactly. Anyway, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm still going with my boys. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's it's coming a, back. This game is a this is a this is a big game. I think for both teams and mm-hmm. a potential playoff preview. Yeah. Also, hmm. as potential. the if, if the Ravens win the Ravens win the division, Dolphins get in as a wild card. That's your playoff preview. Let's get our shots ready. Get out of here as we do our uh, fantasy recommendations. Uh, as we're getting the shots going again, follow us on social media everywhere. At the League AM, that's Twitter, that's Facebook. Uh, also visit our website, theleagueam.com. Check out Kevin's game previews; those decrees are awesome. Uh, shout out to Dome Headgear. Shout Anybody out. got anything else? I think we. I think well, we some of us good. have different shots. Uh, some of us have I, Christian. I'm shooting the Christian brothers. Kevin, give oh me your fantasy God. recommendations. Skinny, skinny needs to show the um, scarf again, though. He no, will no, show. No, the, no, we're gonna no, we're gonna we're gonna end on Skinny's fantasy skinny. picks with the scarf. Kevin. Yep. Fantasy recommendations. I'm going, I'm going with King of the NFC North, Matt Stafford against the Saints. All right. Omar's Jordan Howard against that terrible Niners Russian defense. You two for two and with me, man, Kevin. My man Mike Wallace in a revenge oh. game against the Dolphins. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we fell apart. Omar. <laughs> Drew Brees. Yep. Because that's a shootout. Shootout, yes. City. Odell. Okay. <laughs> and Le'Veon. And Le'Veon. I'm going with Mr. Philip, 18 Kids Rivers. Philippe. <laughs> he has I'm 19 up. on the way. <laughs> also have ODB. And in a duel, pick up. Because the Dolphins give up 132 yards a game. Give me Dixon and West from Baltimore. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, Kevin Ma- like Kevin Matthew Stafford, Jordan Howard. I like Brandon Cooks. He's been bitching yeah. all week about not getting catches. He's going to get he gonna eat all day. Less. I got Drew Brees. 
David Johnson and ODB. Skinny, show that scarf on the way out. Give me your fantasy picks. Come on, Skin. So- skin, Fuck Skin. You. No, well, you didn't wear the hat. The least you can do is show us. Yeah, okay, well, we need to see the sparkles. You can see it's the It's not shiny. our fault you sparkling. You, see you be, a, be a team player. Shiny be a team player. Stuff. Put it up. You, you Cowboys you fan, stars. you. <laughs> NFC East fan, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, quarterback, Eli Manning. Wide receiver, Julio Jones. My running back. It's Danny Woodcock. I'm yeah, on my Jeff Fisher shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. Philly all day. 32 yeah. Kings Road. Cheerio. Y'all don't want to hang with old Eddie Kane looking ass. <laughs> and you say... Let's go rob somebody right now. Yo.